1: And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm Corey Wright.
0: And I'm Melissa Moretti.
1: And literally, we're, back. we're we've, back. We've been gone for a few weeks. It was the end of summer there. We didn't want to leave the listeners with nothing. So we, we brought out some of our previous episodes from earlier when we started the podcast to give people the opportunity to go back if they hadn't already listened to them to be going back. But we are back now.
0: Feels like back to school.
1: It feel, Well, it is back to school yeah. if you've got kids or you're a yeah. student. It is back to school now. Yeah. It's past Labor Day. And we're ready. We're back. We're excited. We got great news this week that the Bank of Canada held rates, which was, I think, to be expected. I would say, mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but I did. I think maybe the consensus was closer to the announcement that there was a lot of maybe maybe hope around that the rates would hold. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, we've sort of hit our peak now. the The, the BOC did say in the notes that we are monitoring things very closely. And if things go up, you know the interest rates may not be done. I think that's safe talk. Because if you look back, I think it was January, I believe where they kind of came out and said, hey, we've kind of peaked. We're going to just ride it out. Things will be good. Not in those exact words, but around those words. Um, and then they looked like fools when March came and rates went up again and again and again and again and again. And it felt like they're never going to come down. So I think it's safe talk to put in the words, to put the words out there that, or we, we may not be done. We don't know. But I'm gonna be optimistic looking at the core inflation numbers, looking at the inflation numbers, that we are peaking.
0: I've stopped guessing.
1: Yeah, I know. So have I. Yeah. So have I. But I'm gonna go optimistically and think, think we've we've peaked, hopefully, moving forward. I know the government of Canada is still saying, you know, our goal is two percent for our, our, our inflation. I personally don't think. That goal will be the number moving forward. I think the inflation number might be higher than two as a target, mm. but the problem is you can't change the goalposts in the middle of the game. And if they go change the goalposts and come out and say, hey, our target's not two, it's three, then no one will ever believe them. Not that they believe them anyways, but no one will believe them anyway. We less believe them if they change the rules as they're playing the game.
0: Yeah. Well, on another note, yeah. right before we hopped on the mics. Yes. Corey was just telling me how he's volunteered to run 10K for Jaden Lee. Oh, coming up in four weeks.
1: I haven't run 10K I, in my life, but Corey, I am going to start.
0: Corey, I didn't know you were a runner. Neither did I. That's such a generous contribution. It was,
1: it was great. It was I, really good. I yeah. I said
0: I was going to do 5K and he said, I'm going to one up you. I'm oh, 10.
1: Can I Peloton 10K? Because I could Peloton 10K.
0: No, no, it's a run, Corey.
1: I don't, but I don't, I don't run. I don't know if you've seen my body. It's kind of very, it's very <laughs> pear shaped.
0: That's why I thought. And my
1: body so doesn't good, run very well generous, when you're a pear.
0: Generous contributions. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Well, you know, what, you, know
1: what, you know, what's, you know. better yet. You know, this is the team player that you are. I know you said <laughs> you're going to do five. I want to gladly give you my 10 because that's how good of a team player you are. So if you can wrap up 15 K <laughs> oh. for a tremendous cause would be great. And, uh, and I will drive behind you. I will make sure no cars pass you. I will bring can you, you McDonald's play
0: techno music.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. We can we can make it a rave while you run because yeah. that's because when your car pulls disco in, disco ball. Yeah, because when your car pulls in here, it sounds like a rave's happening in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 8 All right. So on the show today, we're very very lucky. We have Jeff Hancock from our Kelowna office up there at William Wright Commercial, who is a development land specialist. Jeff does a ton of work up there and is so knowledgeable. One of the best in the business. Uh, in that market for what he does, hands down. And we're very fortunate to have him come on today. And we're talking a little bit about the Kelowna fires because a lot of people would send emails wondering, will that impact? Has it impacted? Uh, What's the long-term effects, if any? Mm -hmm. Will it have there? Because we do talk about Kelowna quite a bit. So we reached out to Jeff, uh, asked him if he could join us so we could touch base on that just to get his thoughts on it because he's been there for quite some time. He's seen it. Uh, firsthand and and what impact that has, if any, Mm -hmm. on that market. And I think people might be kind of very surprised at the answer, but if you kind of seen what's happened over time, I don't think uh, fires in this province are, it's not really a matter of if, it's more a matter of when it feels like on on an annual basis now. And that seems not to just be just isolated this province, but maybe everywhere in the world, it feels like. Um, so he talks a little bit about that. We also touch base on the Kelowna market. We get his thoughts and opinions on on where it's heading because he's uh, a wealth of knowledge up there. So we're very fortunate to have Jeff on the show today. So without further delay, why don't we get to our interview with Jeff Hancock of our William Wright Kelowna office.
0: All right, let's go.
1: This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. And we're here today with Jeff Hancock from the William Wright Commercial Kelowna office, one of our development land specialists up there. Jeff, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: So, Jeff, before we get into it here, this is your first time on the episode. And we've been very fortunate to have you with the company for a while now. Can you maybe tell our listeners more about yourself and how you got into real estate?
2: Yeah, you bet. So I started my career in Vancouver about 20 years ago um, on the development consulting side. And I've worked with you know a number of different companies, um, spent some time with Deloitte in their financial advisory practice, as well as some small smaller consultancies. So I've worked sort of on the development side. I transitioned to Kelowna about 10 years ago uh, as a family decision and um, took a job with a a family office up here. And then from there, transitioned into a a senior role at the city of Kelowna. I was the director of real estate services there. Um, And then from there, uh, started my own consultancy and started my brokerage business uh, or back to the brokerage business. I had done some brokerage business down in Vancouver for a few years, um, way back when. So, Um, Yeah, just sort of started ramping up again and um, have happily landed at William Wright and um, have been sort of specializing in development land and income stuff for the last uh, few years now.
1: Well, we're very pleased to have you, as I said there, and we'll get into maybe some of the amazing work that you've done up there. But before that, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on today is we got a a ton of emails because one thing we talk about on this show quite a bit is the Vancouver Island market, the BC Interior market, and especially with Kelowna there. And unfortunately, the tragic fire situation that, uh, that happened this year. A lot of people were wondering, how is that going to impact the Kelowna marketplace? Has it impacted the Kelowna marketplace? What's going to happen? So we wanted to have you on, you know, you've been up there for a long time. And, and I mean, obviously the situation that happened was, was horrible. And unfortunately it seems like it happens more and more in this province everywhere now and around the world for that matter. What impact do you think, or has, you mean this, the fires in Kelowna had on like the overall real estate market, if any?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know there is sort of an immediacy to it. So when it's happening, you know, it's obviously front of everybody's mind, and you know, it's sort of all hands on deck. I think what people sometimes forget is that you know in the Okanagan we're, we're used to wildfires; like it's it's a pretty common occurrence every summer. Um, obviously, maybe not to the scale of what happened this year, um, but you know, it's it's it, it doesn't really have you know a, a really noticeable effect on. Uh, on demand, at least for, you know, the type of real estate that I transact. You know, it, I think, you know, maybe on the residential side, uh, single family residential side, there may be some impact, but on the commercial side, it is really negligible. It's really business as usual. And, you know, the level of sophistication of developers and, you know, and groups that are interested in being in the Okanagan has really increased over the last decade. Um, and those groups, they're here for the long term. They're they're looking at this, you know, area of the country as, you know, um, a really strong growth area and they want to be here, you know, for the foreseeable future. So, you know, these sorts of ebbs and flows, you know, a, a fire or flood or, you know, whatever, whatever may happen, um, they take it in stride and they continue, you know, to, to push forward with their with their business plan and their agenda, right?
1: Well, one thing we talked about before we hit record here was, I think it was last year or the year before, I can't remember which year to be completely honest with you, when we had the, there was the fires there that had shut down the Coquihalla for a mm-hmm. bit. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I wonder how that's going to impact the mindset of people buying in Kelowna. And then a week or two weeks after, uh, you know, Cressy had their project, which sold out, felt like overnight. Uh, there was the water on the park. For that, if I if I am I, am I calling yep. that one correct, that sold water, out.
2: Water sheet on the park. Yeah, water yeah. sheet that
1: sold out. Like like right. of and I thought first thing I thought in my head, I'm like, okay, well, this hasn't really had any impact on the buyer's yeah, I, mindset. I,
2: I think that, you know, now that there's smoke down in the lower mainland, you know, there's like, you know, I feel like we're all kind of in it together. And, yeah, certainly there's more effect up here just, you know, with, you know, the topography and and the climate that we have up here. But at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of affecting, like you said earlier, Corey, the whole province. And, you know, people want to move to the Okanagan. You know, there's so many reasons why, either from a lifestyle perspective or, you know, some of the other economic drivers that are, are bringing people here, UBCO, you know, all of those good things and, and nothing's changed there. Right. And, and, you know, it's just going to continue to grow, you know, are we going to have to maybe adjust and become a little bit smarter in terms of how we build and being more wildfire aware. And, and, you know, and I, I feel like all the municipalities within the Okanagan are working towards that, you know, but, but in terms of like, you know, measurable effect on the commercial real estate market, you know, my experience is that after a fire, it's, it's really, you know, we have pretty short attention spans and within, you know, a few weeks to a month, everything is back to normal once things are under control.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on what we've seen from a data standpoint as well. From a company standpoint, it just seems like it's a, it's a blip on the radar and it kind of just picks up from there. But that's a, that's a great yeah. segue there. You talked a lot about all the great reasons why people are buying to the Okanagan. How is the Kelowna real estate market? Obviously, we've had higher interest rates as of late, which yesterday, the meeting or two, two days ago, they, they held rates, the BOC held rates, which is great to see. So hopefully we've kind of hit our peak there. How has the Kelowna market been?
2: Yeah, i I mean you know we've ebbed and flowed just like every other real estate market across the country, and you know there it's been a little bit more tempered over the last call it two years of, through this inflationary cycle but um but again, the fundamentals remain very strong here and and you know the as I mentioned before the 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 type of developer the you know the type of uh investor that is looking in the Okanagan has really changed you know over the last little while and and you know there there's very little uh, you know, sort of pause on, on their end. I mean, more more just like a typical market cycle. You know, things remain very, very bullish up here, you know, long term. You know, we continue to, you know, not build enough housing for the population growth estimates, which is obviously a, a major concern and a major issue that, you know, everybody's grappling with. Um, and I think, you know, overall, developers want to build here, whether it's industrial, whether it's office, whether it's, you know, residential. You know they recognize this is uh, a place where you know there's going to be continued growth and and continued upside for their investment.
1: Now, are you seeing? Because you specialize in a lot of these large scale acquisitions and land acquisitions up there, and you've done some tremendous deals as of late. Are you still seeing the same demand from developers looking to come into that market that maybe we would have seen a couple of years ago when there was so much positive press about Kelowna? Not that there's not anymore, but there was so much press about you know fastest growing community in Canada, and that are you still seeing that high demand from developers?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's when things are slower and, and you know, a little bit more challenging, it, you know, you get a different type of buyer in the market, right? Guys that are looking, they're a little bit more predatory and they're looking for opportunities. Um, so there's there's certainly a lot of that, you know, at least in my business, I'm seeing a lot of that. So, you know, I, I feel, yeah, the buy pressure is still there. The, the deal flow volume has slowed a little bit. Um, but you know i can tell you now that you know there's a number of you know large branded pedigree groups that are on the sidelines waiting for the right opportunity to jump in um and when they do you know it'll be uh, you know a game changer for the Okanagan when these guys start building some of these brands start building up here you know to scale it's really going to you know escal- you know elevate the market here and and really you know continue to to drive demand for land and and for and for income stuff for whom that matter matters so
1: so here, here's a question for you, and this is something that a, a listener had had emailed me a long time ago. Obviously, there's tons of development going on in Kelowna right now. And there's obviously a big surge in population growth. And you, you just mentioned there about some great, great developers that are looking to come into that market, which I think kind of answers this question in advance. Do you ever think there'll be an oversupply with all the development happening, considering Kelowna is definitely a secondary market now, I would think to say like a, a lower mainland now? It's gone up so much. Do you ever think it'll be an oversupply issue or is demand just so, so high there and people are just keep coming that that issue will probably never really rear its head?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a good question. I think, you know, the, if you look at the macroeconomic factors, so, you know, population growth, we're the fastest growing CMA in Canada, you know, we're, we're land, the topography, if you look at the topography, it's, it's tough to find developable land here, whether it's, you know, the restrictions of the lake or it's, you know, first nations lands or it's, you know, just general topography, steep steepness and slope, it, it, there's a lot of reasons, you know, similar to Vancouver that put pressure on the available land supply. So, you know, I, I and, and to be honest, we're, we're so far behind in terms of, you know, the, the type of housing that we need to build that even with the big bulge that's currently kind of working through entitlements, and, and there is a significant number of developments that are, you know, kind of working their way through, whether they're, you know, rezoned or, you know, under construction, you know, I feel like that that supply is going to get absorbed very quickly in this market. So, you know, to get to an oversupply situation, I think we're, we're a long ways away from that. And if ever, especially considering, you know, the plans for UBCO's growth and, you know, all the other, you know, positive things that are happening up here, um, I think it'll be, I, I think, you know, it's, it's very highly unlikely that that's going to happen, Corey.
1: So someone in your shoes who's, who's got decades in this industry, tremendous broker in this industry, worked for the city, do you feel with the new uh, council in place, and there's been some some situations, we probably won't get into too much of them, where developers have bought land and they were kind of, I don't want to say led to believe, but under the impression that land would get rezoned from something to something and that's kind of been put on the back burner. Do you fear, being on the front lines of the development industry, that developers are concerned with maybe some stuff that's taken place with the new council there, where it's not maybe as development friendly as maybe it was previously. Is that, is that ever come up in conversation or is that just by the wayside because, you know, homes and needed developments needed it's coming regardless.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's certainly a, it's a it's topic and it's top of mind for sure. Um, you know, I think some of the decisions councils made in my opinion, uh, and that's just strictly my opinion, you know, maybe weren't the most prudent and um, you know, well, obviously I'm a little biased. Know, so, how I approach things, but um, but uh, you know, again, you know, developers that are here for the long term, they understand that councils come and councils go, right? It's it, there's a there's a term to this. You know, it's really hard to 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 turn the ship, right? And and so you know, yeah, they may have to plug their nose for the next few years and, and deal with a council that maybe isn't as development friendly as they have been in the past. But you know, guys understand that you know they still want to be here, and this is a great market to be in, and that will change. I also feel too that you know the the young dynamic staff that we have at both the city of Kelowna and the city of West Kelowna. I feel like you know they're that's really where you need to focus is on at the staff level. Like who are you dealing with on the staff level? And those the people and I, I deal with these people daily are very progressive. They're very smart, um, more so than a lot of other municipalities throughout the throughout the province. They're progressive. They're, they they want to you know they want to drive things forward. And and I feel that that's exciting. And that's really where I would focus. You know, council's going to come, council's going to go there, you know, but it's really about staff who, who? you know, how are they going to be able to to drive projects forward um, and be innovative and, you know, and continue to try and grow the city in a direction that makes sense and is good for every, for everyone, right? So um, that's really my focus. And that's where I think a lot of developers are focusing is, you know, we can do business with this staff. This is a good staff. So that's kind of where
1: a great point. I think a lot of people in the public, including myself, you see these mayors and councils change. And then obviously there's kind of a, a period there you're watching to see what happens. But it's a great point, too, that you know Kelowna especially has a, such a great staff there and a development focus that uh, those people are around for a long time. And like, these councils do rotate. Speaking, yeah, speaking sure. of Kelowna, during the height of the pandemic, when money was pretty much felt like it was free, Kelowna was one of the beneficiaries of that from an investment standpoint, where it felt like everybody in commercial real estate, and probably in housing for that matter, too, Kelowna was top of mind. And we saw cap rates come down to record-setting levels. People, Things were selling in multiple offers. Now that hopefully we're sort of peaking a little bit here with the interest rates, and depending on what reports you read, there's a lot of optimism there that the rates are obviously going to start to pull back in 2024. How much? You mean, that is yet to be seen. Where's the Kelowna real estate market heading now that we've kind of got to hopefully the the peak here? Where are we going over the next couple of years? Because obviously demand is still high. And I know down here, everyone still talks about Kelowna all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it, sentiment is very positive for sure. The city is still relatively young. And, you know, we're a city of a roughly 130, hundred you know, trade area of, call it 300,000 people. So um, there's lots of room for growth. I think, you know, if we're looking at metrics, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like... Right now, we're kind of at the bottom of the trough and we're going to start to ramp up again, you know, from a pricing perspective, from a cap rate perspective, that kind of idea. I think, you know, everything's obviously tied to the cost of money and as things stabilize there and people wrap their heads around, you know, kind of what the financing looks like and construction costs continue to stabilize. I think we're just going to see more and more. And like I said earlier in the podcast, I you know, the level and the sophistication of groups that are coming into the market that really excites me. You know these guys that you know had had never really looked at this market in the past. That now all of a sudden you know are are very interested in acquiring at scale sites that they can you know actually build a business case for being in the Okanagan long term. And that changes you know in my mind, Corey, everything right? It changes yeah. the the level of the projects, like you know the type of project, the quality of the project, you know architecture, all of those things. Being able to del- deliver it at you know price points that you know the market can can actually afford like all of those important things. I think, you know, that that's just, you know, over the next 10 years, you're going to see a lot of that over, you know, in Kelowna as we continue to mature here.
1: Yeah, no, I can't agree with you more. So, you know, someone up there who obviously sees how the business model is changing in Kelowna for the good. Where does Jeff Hancock put your money? If you're going to buy something in Kelowna, any asset you want, unlimited budget, where's Jeff (laughs) Hancock's money going?
2: You know, I I mean, beds and sheds, I guess, right? I mean, purpose. Purposeful rental and, you know, well-positioned industrial, uh, I think, you know, are going to be, you know, strong for the foreseeable future. You know, I actually, you know, I I feel like the office market, too, is maybe a little underrated here. Like, I I think, you know, there's a lot of innovation happening, again, with UBCO and spin-off businesses and lots of entrepreneurs up here now. I feel like Strata Office would also, you know, be interesting um, in the right location and the right scale. You know, we don't see a lot of that product. Um, and I think if it was done properly, it could, you know, it could do well here. But yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much, you know, almost any asset class in the Okanagan, I feel long term is a good bet. You yeah. know, you, may, you might have to wait a little longer, you know, depending on the, the asset class that you're, you're betting on. But I think at the end of the day, you know, everything is going to go up here. Uh, it just It just kind of has to, to be honest.
1: I think the office strata comment you made was very interesting. And I I tend to agree with you on it. And the reason why I think you'll find in a lot of these secondary markets are having such great booms right now, whether it be Vancouver Island or the BC Interior, is land prices are becoming so expensive. It's going to probably be hard to deliver office buildings in the future if you get into areas that can have offices and or condos, whether it be purpose-built rental or for sale, that landowners just want the most amount of money for their property. And sure. I think a lot of the office projects potentially may or may not pencil with land prices and obviously construction prices nowadays that, you mean, demand for offices will continue to grow as populations grow. But if there's not enough product in that asset class, let's say five or 10 years down the road, that might end up being a really, really interesting investment for a lot of people making money or making parking money right now in yeah. secondary and tertiary markets. And then your, your, your exit on it is like your largest pool usually is owner-occupiers. Yeah, And those guys will always buy and they're not as affected as the investors are because they're paying rent somewhere. So if they can pay rent to themselves and run their business for 10 or 20 years, that's the best investment they can make.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And that's, again, I think what it comes down to there is, you know, just executing properly from a development standpoint, like, yeah. you know, making sure that you're providing the right size product with the right amenities and, you know, all of those things that are very, very important, all the nuances where again, brokers, I think, can add a lot of value there right? to yeah. developers as they work through this process to make sure that they understand that they're delivering you know, the most marketable thing possible to them.
1: And, and the one thing that I've seen over the years as we've opened offices in these markets is the value and expertise that a local broker brings to the table is, is priceless. And seeing a lot of things where people will try to parachute in to whether it be the Vancouver Island or the BC Interior Markets. And they try to parachute in and like they, they know what's going on. And it's a whole different world in a very good way. If you yeah. have a local expert that understands the market, that they pay for themselves 10 times over. And we've, we've seen that as we've opened offices, just the expertise levels of people like yourself that bring to the table in these markets is second to none. And buyers that are looking or looking to invest or move their business or whatever it is, the best piece of advice is to find a local expert in what you're looking for and get them on board early. Because it's the best thing they can do.
2: Agreed. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of value add by having the right broker uh, on your side for sure.
1: Totally agree with you. Jeff, I know you're really busy and and I appreciate taking the time to join us today to touch base on the the fire situation there. But before we let all of our guests go, we got a six pack of lighthearted questions we ask everyone so our listeners can get to know our guests a little bit more outside of the office. Do you have just a few more minutes for us? Fire away. First question up, Kelowna style, favorite bar or restaurant?
2: Uh, BNA.
1: BNA. Can you provide for our listeners who don't know what BNA is? Can you pro- let them know a little bit more about that establishment?
2: A local family-owned, you know, bar restaurant. Um, super cool spot. It's in a heritage area, heritage building. Um, in a great area of the downtown. It has bowling lanes. It has awesome food. It's just a great time.
1: Yeah, I can say last time we were up there in the summertime, uh, I think a bunch of the staff, we all ended up at BA there for some bowling. It was awesome and good food. Fantastic. Really, really good, good, good food.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: All right. Next question. You found yourself on death row. What is your last meal?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say it's got to be some sort of delicious pasta. Good call. Uh, let's go with a spaghetti bolognese. Oh, garlic mm. bread.
1: Anywhere specific you'd get that from?
2: Oh, there's a good one here in Kelowna too. Uh, it's called Roma Norte, and it's okay. right in the Packing House uh, building. There, it's fantastic, best Italian in town for sure. Oh,
1: I, I, I guess I'm guessing Boston Pizza was probably a close second for you, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. Next question up: favorite band or musician?
2: Right now, I'd say Tyler Childers.
1: Oh, interesting. Tell us more.
2: It changes all the time. Tyler's—he's a. He's a country guy from Kentucky. And uh, yeah, he's fantastic singer songwriter.
1: No, oh, I like that. I have to check that one
2: out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. You are drunk at a bar and you're handed a karaoke mic. What song are you singing?
2: That's never happened. Me drunk. At a bar, <laughs> no way. That's another good question. I would say Purple Rain.
1: Oh, oh,
0: good one. I like that.
1: Good one. I don't think we've had that one yet. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. A book recommendation for our listeners doesn't necessarily have to be real estate related.
2: Uh, okay. Well, I got a good one. It's a book actually that my brother-in-law is a contributor on. It's called Canaries and it's about how the COVID crisis was handled. Oh. Um, it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's an essay with, uh, it's called Canary in a COVID world. It's a collection of essays. There's a 34, uh, different essays from all, you know, people that, you know, were prevalent and, uh, voices in during that COVID time. Um, dissenting. um it's a good one.
1: And so Jeff, Jeff, for our listeners, I'm going to write this one down myself here. What was the book called? It's called
2: Canary in a COVID world.
1: Canary in a COVID world. That would be very interesting. Mm. That's a mm-hmm. good one. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that one a listen to.
0: All right. Last question. Something you've purchased for under $1,500 that has had a positive impact on your life?
2: Uh, I'm going to say my fire pit in my backyard.
1: Oh, cool. Good one.
2: It might have been a slightly over 1500 but it was pretty close.
1: We'll let that slide. We'll, we'll give you to the <laughs> 2000 then.
0: You roast marshmallows okay. back there?
2: No, no. It's mostly (laughs) mostly mostly just the soles of my feet. But but it's a nice, nice, nice addition for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Jeff, how can our listeners find out more about all the great things you're doing in Kelowna? If they want to get a hold of you, if they're looking to acquire or sell commercial real estate in the Kelowna area.
2: Yeah, I mean, they can always reach out. You know, all my contact information is on the William Wright uh, Kelowna website. Um, You can see, you know, sort of my listings and my partner Shelby and I. We do a lot of different business uh, up here so you know obviously take a look at the website uh, that's probably the easiest um, but my phone is always available i'm always available by phone or email if they have questions i'm happy to happy to provide answers or uh, or have a conversation around what's happening up here
1: well jeff thank you once again for taking the time to join us today i know you guys are really busy up there but we really appreciate it thanks, you bet jeff.
2: always happy to talk guys take care
1: thanks jeff take care
2: thanks bye-bye bye-bye
1: There you have it, folks. Our interview with Jeff Hancock from William Wright Commercial, Kelowna. Great to have him. Tremendous interview.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Wealth of knowledge, as I said in the intro. One good takeaway from that, I think everyone forgets, and I touched base on the the interview there, was with the current changeover in the mayor and the council up there, there was a lot of, I wouldn't say rumblings, but people were kind of a little eyebrows up with some of the decision-making they made on the development side. So I think it's really quick to judge. I'm equally at fault with regards to that current mayors and councils. But Jeff makes a great point in the interview that it's the staff at the cities mm-hmm. that are there for the long term and that, that had the vision. Mm-hmm. And And that's a great point. I think, I mean, I think Kelowna has a tremendous runway ahead of it. I don't think it's even remotely done. And Jeff talks about that in the, in the interview. i also talk, touch base about the fire situation and how, I don't want to say short-sighted in a negative way, like, uh, like downplaying the events, but just how people kind of just, business will carry on investors are still going to buy, people are still moving into the area. And I can I can tell you from just a company standpoint, immediately after the fires, we had lots of subject removals coming in, both on the buy and the tenant side for Kelowna, which when the fire hit, I didn't know unfortunately how uh, that would impact mm. in the short term. Surprisingly, in a very positive way, a lot of subject removals came in like within a week after, which means people are, are carrying on, which is great to hear. And yeah. Kelowna will bounce back. It's, a, it's an amazing city. And I love visiting every time I get, I get a chance to visit there. Most of speaking of markets, not j- how is the residential market? And now that we're past Labor Day, is it kind of like rates are, rates are holding?
0: Rates are holding. Are housing
1: going to go up? Or what's happening in the housing side of things? Hard to
0: say. I mean, last time, you know, rates held and we thought they were coming down a little bit. Things went a little bit crazy. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, not crazy in in the grand scheme of things, but... Relative to how slow things were, the yeah. sentiment in the market was positive and and buyers absolutely came back. We saw prices increase. So hard to say for sure. I think after that, I, I try not to speculate anymore because it seems yeah. like in the last few years, what has been typical in the last 10 years is just not typical. So good point. Yeah. Hard to say, but I think in the grand scheme of it, we have such a lack of supply that you know, are prices ever really going to go down significantly no. in my mind? I, no. I don't think so. Apart from some catastrophic event.
1: Yeah. You know, no. I, I, think, I think supply and demand issues will outlive us yeah. in this province between geographical and political challenges this province has. Like supply and demand will always win out. Prices long term will always win.
0: So for those who want to run 10K with Corey in four weeks, how can they get a hold of you to join your team?
1: Yeah, well, if you want to run, if you want to run 10k with me, that's gonna you will have to start today because we may not finish it for the next four oh. weeks. If you look at this pear shaped guy running on the side of the road,
0: I don't know. Corey was just telling me how much he used to run. I think there's a comeback.
1: the The, the key there was used to, was used to. Now, now I sit on a now I sit on a Peloton and break them. That's what I do now. I'm yeah. not. Uh, I don't have the same. Uh, the same running ability I once did. But uh, for those who want to buy and sell commercial real estate in this province, they can reach out to William Wright Commercial anytime. You can visit visit our website, williamwright.ca. You can call our Vancouver office, 604-428-5255. Let us know what you're looking for. Put you in touch with the best agent throughout the province. Or you can send me an email anytime, cory at williamwright.ca. Always love hearing from people. Always happy to talk real estate. And for those who want to buy, sell, their condos, houses, or townhouses in this province. How can they get a hold of you?
0: You can call me at 778-869-4477 or send me an email at Melissa at Vancouver Real Estate And
1: we're back now, guys. We have a great lineup of guests over the fall into the winter here. So we have a lot of exciting shows. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Subscribe today.